Hi, fam. Welcome to today's Ceremony Circle. I am Allison Charles Story, best-selling author of Animal Power Book and Card Deck. And today, I am truly honored you're sitting with us as we're joined by a dear friend. She is speaker, writer, and the founder of the Moon Deck, Arana Leah. Arana is a former longtime yoga teacher, and she's been a wellness guide for 16 years who helps demystify intuition, ritual, and emotional health. Her personal and professional development has been informed by 25 plus years of various healing modalities, meditation, alternative therapies, the arts, and spiritual study from all around the world. And as the author and founder of The Moon Deck, Arana believes in making genuine self-love and daily self-care uncomplicated. Amen to that. And she also wants to make it available to women everywhere. She's been featured in Goop, Mind Body Green, Gaia, Thrive Global, Well and Good, and many more. So what do we dive into today, you ask? Rituals. We begin with a surprise and very personal ritual before we uncover some of the magic in her newest deck titled, I Am the Ritual. And this will include how you can immerse in intention setting, forgiving yourself, and how to greet the sun and the moon in a very special way. And woven into our mystical web are honest and personal shares of our recent evolutionary journeys and our perspectives on walking a truly balanced and healthy spiritual path. So this one is going to most likely feel like you're hanging with your besties in a cozy home. So maybe light a candle, brew some tea, and join me for Rituals for Healing and Joy with Arana Leah. Okay, it's a special day. We have a returning guest on Ceremony Circle, which is actually pretty rare. So welcome back, sister. Thanks for joining Thank you, Allison. I'm glad we decided to do this and got a little catch up beforehand. I know. I know your place looks so beautiful. So thanks for bringing in the vibes from Santa Fe. I've got family there and it actually holds a really special near and dear spot in my heart. I had a lot of my initial childhood spiritual connections um, happen in Santa Fe. So yeah. I did not know that. Yes. I have cousins who grew up there and my aunt and uncle are still there. And both my aunt and uncle played a really integral role. I mean, in my life in general, but especially after I had my spiritual awakening, it was such a discombobulating, wildly tumultuous, raw time, and everything just got turned upside down. And my aunt, who lives there, is a shaman, and my uncle, who is there, is an incredible psychotherapist. So trust that they were both on speed dial. <laughs> oh, amazing. I want to get their digits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're both there, and they were so helpful to me, especially at that time. So a shout out to my family base there. Uh, I didn't realize I would be bringing them into this episode, but here we are. And that actually felt, it, felt really it's hard nice. not to, when you're looking at my Adobe home I, set here, the architecture here is so special. It's so grounding. Cause it's, this is, these are all Adobe walls here and yeah, it's special land here. And when I first moved here just under two years ago, which I had, I was like, I need a break from LA and, um, you know, we're both from New York and LA and I needed a break. And 
I was like, I'm just going to go to Santa Fe or New Mexico at the time for a few months. Cause I always like to take some kind of pilgrimage once a year. And I wasn't doing it overseas at the time. And I came here and then a few months turned into almost two years now. But I remember when I first came here, it was quite intense here. I think because, you know, there's quite a history, a pretty intense history here that I think is still a little restless in the land, Mm. like the Spaniard, Mexican native stuff that's gone on here. And I felt that a lot. And the openness and the spaciousness and the quiet was like, probably what I needed, but a lot at the time where I was just kind of like, whoa, it was what I needed, but it brought up a lot. And I felt a lot. And there was a moment where I was like, get me out of here. I want to go back to LA. I remember sitting in a parking lot of Sprouts, just like calling my older brother, just bawling to him. (laughs) Like it was a very emo cinematic moment it's like bawling in the car and and i have some native blood in me and so he's like maybe it's just bringing up stuff like the bloodshed that is here and i feel chills on that there's that land and just of course meeting ourselves in the expansive horizon and quietness and very different landscape um but i'm still here and yeah i'm glad to be here it's been a healing place i would say and actually i did astrocartography a while ago and there's something about New Mexico that reminds me a little bit of Iceland. And I've led yoga retreats there back in my career of yoga teaching, you know, seven years in a row, I led retreats in Iceland. And there was something here that reminds me of that. And it's very different terrain in some ways, except there are a lot of hot springs. There's this wide open horizon expansiveness. And I think there's something about the landscape, but in my astrocartography, I learned that my Chiron line moves through both Iceland and New Mexico Whoa. A wounded healer, inner child, deep work. So I don't know if it's like a forever place for me for that reason, but it it is comfortable here. And there's some incredible people here and so much art and the so much nature. And yeah, it's a beautiful place. The people are very kind. And um, but yeah, the Chiron line's moving through both. So I've definitely been feeling that on some levels. That's really fascinating and how beautiful to me, it exemplifies your attunement and sensitivities that you had that knowing right away that the similarity and then to find out, you know, put that puzzle piece in of like, oh, this is one of those reasons that it feels so similar to Iceland. I love that. Yeah. Santa Fe to me. It just feels so unique and special. I'm not at all comparing it to New Orleans, like energetically. I'm comparing it just in the sense that there's no other places like Santa Fe and like New Orleans. You know what I mean? It's just like, it has, it has a very particular specialness to it. And yeah, like you said, the art and the culture and when I was growing up and I would visit my family there, my uncle has had really strong relations with different tribes there. And he would take me, you know, to the reservations and, you know, I'd be able to watch their ceremonial dances and to immerse and to receive. I even feel it as I'm saying it right now, it's a very deep, profound receiving of transmissions and remembrance at such a young age, you know, so just honoring those times and honoring my uncle for, he's always been very spiritually connected and, you know, in some way having a knowing to take me there to receive that. It played a big part in my journey, I'm sure. Oh, I would imagine. Yeah. It's a powerful place. Yeah. It feels almost like not the U S I'm sure for locals, it absolutely does. Cause I know people who have lived here 30 years and to them, they're like, it's absolutely the U S cause th- this is home. But for me, who's lived in New York and LA primarily and Connecticut for school, and I've traveled all over the world, there are moments where 
I'm walking through and I feel like I'm in another country almost because mm. it's just so unique in that way. That's so beautiful. Oh, yeah. that was nice. That was a nice little unexpected land honoring. That was, <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So good. Yeah. So yeah, let's keep with the honoring theme. And I would love to honor the power animal realm by getting out my animal power deck. And with your permission, of course, I would like to pull one card for you. And since we are both authors, you have various decks, which we're going to dive into. But to start, I'd like to begin with the OG deck, you know, since your company and brand is called the moon deck, let's begin with the moon deck. Oh, okay. Is that okay? Absolutely. Yes. I have it right here, of course. And I have, I always like to tell the story of how I ended up with your personal deck, that one fateful day when we met up in New York and you meant to bring me a deck and you're like, Oh God, this happens. Sometimes I have to give my personal deck, but I can tell it's supposed to go home with you. And I was like, yes. So I still have that here and it's at my altar space at my home. So let's see, I'm just open to whichever card wants to show up for me that will serve my highest, greatest earthly good. And does that intention feel right for you with the animals as well? Or do you have a question? I love the highest intention, the, the medicine that wants to come through in this moment. Spirit knows the journey I've been on. <laughs> My prayers have been deep this year. So I'll let the cards speak. Beautiful. Okay. And receiving your intention for the moon deck as well. Hmm. I'm actually pulled two for you. Oh, of course you got this one. <laughs> I do two for you as well. Cause I was feeling that when you said, so two, it is the inner compass pull. I pull, I call that sometimes. So, and to say about you having my deck, you know, I realized recently, I was like, gosh, I wish I held on to my first moon deck ever. I mean, you might, you definitely have one of my first ones, I would say, but I was thinking that I was like, wow, I wonder like where the first one is. <laughs> that is so true. And like, it, that was my intention as well for both animal power book and deck. And especially with the book, I remember very consciously saying like, this is like the first one I, when I, when the first box arrived to my home and that one that I just knew would be like my personal one from that box. And I wanted to also forever have it. And I remember organically at some point, like it, the same thing. I think it needed to go to somebody. And I was like, ah, and I don't even remember at this point, like who that person was and where it went. But yeah, it's funny how that works. Right. Cause you're probably in a scenario where you knew the person needed to have the book and you're like, yeah. well, I'm not going to covet it. And it just did not give it. So yeah, who knows? She's out there somewhere, but you I definitely know. First one. <laughs> so funny. So I would love for you to go first. What did I receive? So in the inner compass spread in the moon deck, and I don't always abide by the spreads in the moon deck because since I wrote it, you're, I mean, we've been in business over seven years now and it took two years to create it. So she's been around for a while and a lot has evolved. So nowadays I might just ask a question per card, but today I was feeling into this being the inner compass spread, which is in the guidebook. And the inner compass spread is a two card spread where the first card represents the deeper inquiry or the deeper question or intention. And the second card represents kind of the medicine 
or the solution or the gift or the message to that first card. Mm -hmm. So the first card we got, which I felt was perfect for you, we got the Eagle of course. And it says, I welcome clear vision and inspired action. (sighs) That's the first card, which again would represent that in your case, cause you just called in the most aligned intention right now, that deeper intention or deeper inquiry. If you've been sitting with something, I welcome clear vision and inspired action. And she's the, this is the new moon on here. So that's a new symbol of new beginnings, deeper, clear planting of seeds or watering the seeds that you've been planting during those new beginnings. And then we have this beautiful Eagle over her head. And um, this is one of my favorite cards. And before I go into deeper in the meaning, the second card is integrate. Now is time to integrate all that I have gathered. Dude, that's that's trippy. Cause I mean, I, not to cut you off, but like I was already with the first card. I know like that, those are the waters I'm in and I'm been consciously integrating. Like I got invited to sit with some of my dear nearest and dearest sisters here and ceremony tonight. And I was like, ladies, I love you. It's not in the cards for me. I literally wrote that it's not in the cards for me to join tonight. I am integrating and I'm still attuning to these new healing waters that have shown up in such a profound, important, deep way. And I know that. And a lot of what has shown up, it, like I said, it's new waters and I can feel that I'm still learning and feeling and attuning. And I don't, I will not skip ahead. I'm not going to pluck myself out of the waters earlier than what I need to. And I know I will know when it's time to like hang out with people again or sit in a next ceremony. But right now it's integration time. Mm, I love that clarity. I've always loved that about you, your devotion to your truth and your clarity, regardless of what that might rumble up inside or not. So yeah, <laughs> we both have these grins of like, Oh, you're I know <laughs> I, I, t- I wrestle with it a bit. I'll be transparent. I, I struggle with that a bit more. I've been learning that like my greatest suffering comes from that lack of acceptance of my circumstances of the journey of what's going on, wanting it to be different so bad because it's been this stretch of a chapter, which you've, I've known you a lot during, I'm just like, okay, like, let's turn the page. I want it in my time. Let's go. And that doesn't work Mm. (laughs) and it more suffering than necessary. So, and of course I'm not always stuck in that there's, I ebb and flow through grace and gripping, but control is something I grew up learning in how to protect myself, how to maneuver, how to have a little bit of certainty amidst so much uncertainty. And that's definitely a habit, a deeply grained habit that society teaches us as well. You know, it's kind of a layered but that is a deeply ingrained habit that I have been. You want to know what's so funny is the first animal that showed up for you is the shark and it says, you gotta, no, no, no. You got to be joking. Okay. Wait, you have. Okay. So I, I <laughs> wait, because I had a dream and I don't remember my dreams very often, but I've been remembering snippets of them again recently. And I had this vivid dream of a shark. This was about a month ago and I was standing on this ledge 
what's crazy about it is I know that image because I went to your book to look up the definition after not being satisfied in the Google search around it. I was like, wait, I have Allison's book. So it was a shark fin. I was standing on a ledge in clear waters and I just saw the fin moving Mm. and went closer to shore. I was just on this like concrete square thing in the middle of the water, but like elevated above it. And then I saw the shark. I guess that's when the waters got clear. I saw the shark moving towards the shore where there were people kind of hanging out and I saw the clear water so I could see the body underneath, Hmm. but it didn't hurt anyone. Just kind of navigated through it. And then it went back into the darker waters where I could see it standing and just saw the fin and the fin was very clear representation. And then the one moment where I saw it circulating and I wasn't scared, but I was like, Oh no, it's going near people. There was a moment, but then it kind of left. And then I turned to your book and it was so spot on. And I cannot believe that's the card I picked right now. Cause I literally dreamed it and looked to your book and I know that image very well. That is hilarious. Wow. That feels really good actually to get that confirmation. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It feels confirmation. And it also felt like it was pinging into your honest, transparent share a few minutes ago. It was like, Yeah, you have within you those very clear instincts, those very clear intuitive knowings and, and yeah, just knowing that and, and being clear in that. And there was a phrase that was coming in, not shark instinct and not animal instinct. It was something with the shark because they can smell blood from like, I forget how many miles away, like their attunement and clarity, like that piece that you're honoring me for you have as well. And I feel like shark is showing up to be like, girl, as clear as you see Allison's embodiment and intuition is your clarity too. I feel like is what shark's saying. Mm. And wasn't there something about control in the shark? I forgot. There was something I read about it and it's almost like not even judging that part of ourselves because then we're just perpetuating that cycle. Right. So it's kind of like, okay, well there's a place and time for that gift of knowing how to maneuver and how knowing how to control when necessary, know how to direct energy, know how to lead. And then knowing where that doesn't need to be, that it's safe to have that in other areas of my life internally or externally and being able to discern where it is, can be applicable for the benefit of all, for the benefit of my work, for leadership, wherever it needs to be. And then knowing when it's time to like, let that rest and feel safe in the softening. And that's been something that I've been exploring big time. Yeah. Safe in the softening. I hear you on that. Yeah. That's, that has something to do with the newer waters that have presented for me just seeing if there's anything with that, that wants to be spoken to in this moment. Cause like, yeah, I'm very much still, like I said, in that integration of it, but there's just basically been a new space that Mm. has arrived for me in this space when it presented in a therapy session last week, like the healer therapist, whatever he wants to call himself, when he asked me to close my eyes and check in with the energy and just to relay to him what was showing up. At first there were like these little threads that were kind of percolating. And and I know those threads, those are the threads that still have some anxiety energy residue. And when I first closed my eyes, like there were a few of those just like, you know, they weren't big, but just like little threads percolating. But then after about two seconds, they completely cleared from the field and I was sitting and just this complete new space 
that was totally clear, clean and open. And it was making me chuckle because I was almost like, Oh, almost like a little kid playing in new water. And I was like, Oh, like, and I even said to him, is it safe to have it this I mean, like it was completely clear and clean and it was just such a resonant experience. And that's partially what I'm still attuning to is that clear, clean, open space free of, you know, those little anxiety residues and all that. But anyways, back to your animals, your second one that came in is one of my favorites. It's our little beetle friend. Oh, little, little beetle bug. Think optimistically. Oh, that's a good one for me too, actually. Yeah. I share about different beetles in the book, but the one that usually resonates the deepest for me is the the scarab beetle and just the teachings from ancient Egypt and how these little, little dung beetles just traverse sometimes their whole lives through the deserts and they just keep pointed toward the sun. And even in Costa Rica a few weeks ago on that incredible trip, my friend Mariah and I actually, as we were walking on these sacred lands, we happened upon two dung beetles doing their whole thing. Literally, they have horses and cows on this land. And these two dung beetles were in a pile of manure and creating their little dung balls. And they, we even got to witness their whole thing of like the two dung beetles fighting for the ball to put down into the nest underground where the female beetle is like laying her eggs. Like we got to watch the whole dung beetle, scarab beetle magic. It's such a powerful animal totem to show up um, and keeping thoughts pointed toward the sun and thinking optimistically. Mm, I love that. That's a good message for me right now as well. The combo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the integration card that you got is a lot about, she's holding kind of a spiral of light and just a, in a nutshell, it's really about, I mean, clearly you're a teacher and facilitator of sorts. And as we both know, we're always students and this speaks to like for right now, we're always learning, but for right now, your basket is full. Mm -hmm. You're hatching yourself in the garden. You've just been putting all kinds of blooms and veggies and all the good things from the garden into your basket. It's full right now. And it's time to pause on the harvesting of more and create with what's in that basket while honoring all your teachers, whether you invited them into your life or not. Right. So you don't have to subscribe to them, teachers, teachings, however they've shown up and really integrating all of that. So then it can be channeled and filtered through you. And from that, the, I welcome clear vision inspired action. That's what's coming in that integration process. Yes. Aho. Thank you. Thank you for that reading. Thank you to the moon deck. I receive. Yes. I am with this awareness fully. So, well, that was fun. Last on that, I'll say is that it's interesting. You got the Eagle with integrate because the Eagle is about being able to see from great heights, the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. Ah, that felt good. I'm glad we started with that. Yeah. Me too. I'm definitely going to dial into your book and go a little deeper into those two cards. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe check out the power practices for both and see if doing either of those rituals feels good to you. Yeah. We're like swapping rituals today. You can go do the animal ones. And speaking of let's, uh, yeah, pivot to your other deck, which is more recently released the, I am the ritual deck, which I also love and have been working with. And because yeah, I mean, ritual and ceremony, you know, 
when you do it enough, it just, there's no differentiating life from that. You just become at one with living in, in those sacred ways. And so uh, when I was tuning into what we could talk about today, I just wanted to share a few of the rituals from the deck. And then people can obviously get the deck to immerse fully and to learn the other ones in there. But it felt good to give people some ritual options because I feel like all right now, more than ever, ever before, having these ways of connecting with spirit, with great mother earth, with our own souls is just like potentially the most important key to keeping us clear and sane and grounded in these like just really potent times. So I would love to, one, I would love for you to explain why you chose to call it I am the ritual. Like, what does that mean to you? And then I have a funny story with your moon deck candle. And so I want to start with going into the intention candle ritual from your deck, but yeah, I'll let you. Uh, yeah. And that is one of the rituals in the, I am the ritual deck. So that the, I am the, the intention candle is from the desire card in the moon deck. I craft my core desires with certainty and ease is what the mantra says. I craft my core desires with certainty and ease. Mm. And so there's probably in the, I am the ritual, there's 33 cards. Maybe there's like four or five rituals taken from the moon deck. The rest are new and fresh, at least from the moon deck. And they've, many of them have been in the world many, many, many years, I'm sure. And then we just changed them a little bit, but it's called, I am the ritual because that actually came from earlier in my business. We used that for something. And I'm, I think it was for one of the first ritual bundles that we created. And mm. we did a little card that went in there. And so that was kind of already seated in me and in the business. And then I wanted to call this that because, I mean, this is actually born out of Instagram posts we were making. We we're making like square Instagram ritual posts and they just got so much love and people wanted more. And so that was sort of a seed for this deck. And there's more to that story that we can get into of, of why it turned into this but that's it in a nutshell. And so from there, we sort of expanded that. And we have so many blog posts and writings with rituals. And really, it was a, a moment of need as a business owner to repurpose so much of what we've already put out. I've had mm. a lot of structuring as a business the last couple of years, and I had to pull energy and resources in and kind of learn to repurpose all of what was out there. And so that's kind of where this deck was born. And and then do the art ourselves and do the graphics ourselves and do the writing ourselves. And, and so that was a great journey and process and reminder of the resourcefulness that's always right under my nose, even though I might be looking above and be like, where, where's the solution? It's then, like, just, or the, the new ideas, the next ideas, it's like, you have all of these you've already created. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So we just had to organize all that. And that actually created a good streamlining process that we now just keep track of things a little more organized and have easier access to things for when we need that for all the different projects. And then calling it, I am the ritual is because it really starts with ourselves and we are the ritual. Like I can be doing an inner ritual of sorts. And I use that word lightly in some way, because ritual can be quite ceremonial and magical and mystical, but it can also be our daily habits and practices, which I call ritual threads. Mm. And so Ritual threads is everything from the mundane to the mystical that we might do daily, weekly, monthly, seasonally, and annually. 
And so I love to bring that attention to people, especially if people are struggling with like, I don't take care of myself. I don't like love myself. Or if there is a struggle with that, which I do think unfortunately is running rampant in the world of this kind of wounded mentality that's organizing and maneuvering things. And so if we can remember, like, actually, let's really look at what you do every day, every week and every month. And I bring that into my training and they're like, oh my gosh, actually I do these things every day. Like I make my bed every morning and I light a candle and they start to remember Hmm or maybe it's not perfect yet or there yet. But if we're always in this perpetual fixing, is it really self-love? Or are we just like, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. And we're always fixing, fixing, fixing. We're just kind of perpetuating that process of like not loving ourselves enough yet. When instead, how about we look at the spark of love that already exists and the things that we're actually already doing, like give ourselves some credit, give ourselves some recognition, acknowledgement Mm. and Station, hmm. even if still progressing and evolving, but that we look at that whole spectrum and not just reaching. So I wanted to pull, I am the ritual in to look at those threads because I see these ritual threads, whether it's brushing your teeth or praying to a candle or sitting outside or making your warm beverage or moving your body or honoring your ancestors, whatever the spectrum is, no matter if it's more pragmatic or more spiritual, that all of these threads come together and form a net. And this net holds us and carries us through thick and thin. Mm. And it's almost like putting into our savings account, like on the really tough days, that net is going to really add up to something. And on the good days, we just add to the net, right? And if we pull a thread out, because we want to change the ritual, it's okay, because there's many other threads there. It's not static. It's not fixed. It can morph and move as we evolve, but that it's important that as simple as making our bed or lighting the candle or, you know, whatever it is that we're honoring ourselves that we are in this practice. And so even right now, as we're speaking, cause I also can deal with anxiety and being in my head when I'm in meetings or sitting here with you, a little inner subtle ritual I might be doing is feeling my feet and legs again, just to drop back into my body, slow down how I'm speaking and do these things that help me based on my nervous system needs get back into my body. And so that could just be this quiet moment to moment ritual that's happening. No one even needs to know. And so that's happening because I am the ritual. I am the facilitator of those rituals. Of course, we do that in community sometimes with the seen realm, with our people and with the unseen realm, but that we are to believe in ourselves as people who can shape energy and change our mind and make different choices moment to moment. And understand our emotional, physical, mental, and spiritual wellness and what we personally need, what's good for our psychology and our nervous system and being okay when we screw that up and we don't know how to let go or we're acting out in codependent ways and we have to learn like whatever it is, that's all okay. And how can we just allow for the full spectrum, which the, I am the ritual deck says a ritual card deck that salutes our shadow, our light and every shade in between. Mm. And I think so many of us who are creators create what we need. And for myself, I can have and have had, and it is improving, but I have had a very self-critical mindset, which is why I got that beetle card. And like, how are we speaking to ourselves and how do we turn that into a ritual? Like the language that we use inside of ourselves, how do we speak to ourselves and how do we speak about ourselves to ourselves? Yeah. Oh, that's so gorgeous. That traversed me to so many different places historically on my journey also very present the this sweet little song came in the other day around where I'm personally at with my healing and it goes 
I am safe. I am heard. I am believed. And it keeps going. But like just those three statements, honoring statements, healing statements to myself with where I'm at, that's what I need to be reframing things as reminding myself of those truths. And I mean, my God, there's a whole month long story that goes along with how I arrived to those statements and why they're so important and impactful for me at this time. But I guess I share that to say yes to all you just said. (laughs) Yeah. And there's actually a, a ritual in the, I am the ritual deck. That's a knowing crafting your own knowing statement. Oh, well, look at me. I was crafting my own knowing statements (laughs) unbeknownst to me. So yeah, funny story with sacred grandfire candle intention candles. And after I tell my story, I would love for you to take folks through how they can maybe do the ritual from your deck around this. But do you remember it was when I was still living in Brooklyn and I can't remember if you gave it to me in person or you ship, you mailed to me when you guys first came out with the like honeycomb moon deck candle. I, I don't know what you called it. Was that the moon? Oh, deck? it's an intention candle and it's from the desire card ritual of the moon decks. We just wanted to physicalize some of the rituals and it's out of a beeswax candle. So I love beeswax. It burns brighter. It burns longer. It releases negative ions. It smells amazing. Um, so that's why we chose that candle. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Is it available for people still or no? It is. It's low stock and I'm debating whether to continue it or not. Interesting. So yeah, it comes with a little handmade. So our same box maker who makes the wood box which is crafted out of sustainable mango wood. The whole deck, even the ritual deck is printed on FSC certified paper, which means it's more consciously harvested plant-based ink. The intention candle comes with the pillar beeswax candle and a little wooden spell stick that our box maker, original box maker made. It's a family run business in India. And so it comes with this little spell stick that you can carve into it. But of course, if you have your own pillar candle, that's fine too. And you would just use anything with a sharp edge. It could be a porcupine quill or a stick or a needle might be tricky, you know, unless it's a, one of those big ones, something to carve. And so you really sit with and meditate on what your core intention is. We all have many, so you don't want to put the laundry list on the candle because it might get confused. Like, where are you going? But find that one intention that's most awake, most alive right now. You can always do another one later. And then you would, and you can have like a couple other ones if it really feels tied into that umbrella core intention. And then you would write the words or the mantra or the phrase of that intention. And, or you could even craft a symbol that represents that intention that kind of brings it all together. So sometimes I'll do words on one side and the symbol on the other, Mm. or even just a symbol. And then I sometimes I will have other words that tie into that. So the intention can be anything from prosperity to family to health, to career, whatever. It could even be about forgiveness. Maybe there needs to be a letting go process that you put into that candle. Yeah. Well, let me just say those candles are powerful. So after you sent that to me, I was at one of the most pivotal times in my life. You know, I had been a Brooklynite for, I don't know, 13, 14, whatever years and had my awakening in Brooklyn and just, I mean, I'll forever revere that location for all it was <laughs> so powerfully provided to me. But this current time of my life where the candle comes in, 
I could tell my time there was coming to an end. It was wrapping up. Things were really changing. And I just remember that candle coming at the perfect time. I believe, yeah, Luke and I had just recently made the really surprising decision to both of us that I would be moving in with him. And it very much was a fast tracked scenario for us once we went on our first date. So I can't remember the specific word or words that I put on the Kindle, but I remember it was pertaining to all of this really deep change. And I have never told you this story, but I was sitting on my little table desk in my little studio here in this apartment. And as I normally do, I start my day at my altar. I typically light a candle to honor the fire, do my prayers, the things. So I had <laughs> lit the intention candle and she was on my altar and I went to work and I had been working for quite some time. And I <laughs> just remember seeing this, this, this flash of light in my apartment. I was like, Oh, what's that? And then this bigger flash of light came and I turn around and I'm saying the story. Like I understand why this happened. It had nothing to do with like your candle being made improperly or anything like that. But my altar was literally engulfed Oh my goodness. Flames. And it, I just, I remember having like two thoughts all at once. One, holy shit, I need to get this fire out. Because I mean, I, when I say within a matter of a few seconds, my entire altar, which was in my bedroom and near like my bed sheets and like things that were all very flammable, the entire altar was engulfed in large flames. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I need, how do I get this fire out without burning this apartment building down? And number two, holy crap, that candle's powerful. And so I thankfully lived in a studio. So the kitchen sink was really close to where my altar was. And I remember filling, you know, my pots and pans with water and just like running back over and like dousing the flames. But it was such an incredible experience for me. I mean, just on a spiritual and shamanic level, like I had been there and like my calling birthed in New York city. I had my divine intervention and awakening in New York city. Like so many of the most profound moments of my life happened there. And yet I was at this time after so many years, it was time for me to move on. And the fact that literally days before I was going to leave my entire altar, like that altar was done. Do you know what wow. I'm saying? It was just like, girl, your time here is complete. This altar that you have sat out for years in Brooklyn, it is done. It is complete. And sacred <laughs> grandfire came in and completed it. Isn't that crazy? That's wild. I've never heard that about that candle before. And I have not heard that story yet. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Amazing amazing ish. I'm glad everything was okay. I'm sure that was terrifying at first. <laughs> and the other interesting thing is I'm just remembering this part now is that I had the moon deck on my altar and it got a couple of the cards because I had pulled from it that morning. And I remember one time when you came over to our place in LA, you held the moon deck that you would give me and you're like, this feels a little lighter, all the cards in here. And I'm remembering now being like a couple of them burned in that fire. So <laughs> I actually don't have a full moon deck deck. At this oh point. no, we need to send you a full deck. <laughs> or at least so a card. Anyways, I've been waiting for years at this point to tell you that I just kept forgetting. So yeah, the intention candles available through the moon are very powerful. So don't get lit when your back's turned. 
That is correct. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. I've yeah. burned so many of them just for listeners. That has not happened to me. And I've burned lots of them, but Allison's a different story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, that, and- was a, that was a wild time though. Right. That was just a time that was just like, it's time like, boom. Yeah. Yeah. To me, it was very clear. It was just a message from spirit and yeah, it was symbolic and representative of where I was at in my life. There was no like, oh, there's something wrong with how this candle is made. Nothing like that. In my thousands of candle burnings, like that was the one that lit on fire and burned my altar down. And that was exactly where I was at in my life. And I Mm. also don't typically work with candles in that specific of a powerful way, right? So I just think there was just a lot of good, powerful, potent medicine, good witch, shamanic energetics that were held in that experience. And that's how it presented and needed to present to me. And you have the power and strength to, to be a container for that kind of transformation and shift. Yeah. Yeah. So you too can have your own intention (laughs) candle ritual. Um, but yeah, that's my story. I made a list today of the rituals from the I Am The Ritual deck that were speaking to me most, but I just want to tune in and see which one I would go to next. Actually, I would love to cover the Forgive Yourself one, if that speaks to you. I love that one. We actually just posted that one recently. Yes, let's dive into that one because I think it's a really, really important one, especially with many of the things we're speaking to today. And I just want to mention when you open the box, there's these two little messages inside that I want to share around. I am the ritual. And it says your rituals are your sanctuary, a space to conduct your energy. So that's another reason I am the ritual. It's like your rituals are your own sanctuary, whether you're doing it in your home or outside or in a temple or with people like these are a sanctuary. And this is an opportunity to not be pulled by all the numerous distractions in the world that will are vying for our energy and attention, which is our most valuable asset. Right. And so it's, kind of coming back to our own center where we remember that we get to conduct our energy mm-hmm. and then say, may you trust in your ability to see the unseen and tend to your spirit mm-hmm. and then trusting like how our spirituality, how our personal brand of mysticism, how our self-love journey, our self-worth journey wants to be expressed and what that journey is, which there's a lot of common threads we can all agree on in that journey. And there's so much personal, intimate uniqueness that is purely your own and to create the space for that intimacy in our relationship with ourselves, with spirit, with our own journey of ritual that can be done anywhere when it comes to the forgiveness card. So half the cards are dark, half the cards are light. And that's to represent the dark cards can represent either the evening practices and, or the more shadowy work practices and the light cards represent the morning practices and, or the lighter, brighter, maybe a little more levity of practices. Mm. So the forgiveness card, this actually came through. So there was actually, it's an interesting story, this card, because I remember being, there's so many self-forgiveness practices one can do. And I remember feeling a little stuck on that one, which is interesting because that's definitely part of my journey is forgiveness and releasing resentment and bitterness and anger and the sacred rage that lives within me from a collective of things. I think there's a collective energy of that, especially for women. Then we have our personal life journey with that perhaps past lives. And then sometimes we forget about ourselves in that, like, and I do have that practice of forgiving myself and that can be around 
the decisions you did or didn't make, the things you did or didn't say, the mistakes we didn't did make, or the risks we didn't take, or whatever it is, right? Like we said too much or too little, whatever it is, whatever one's person's story is, that what about forgiving ourselves in that journey? Because there's a lot of focus on forgiving others, which I do think is very important as well. And remembering that forgiving others isn't, you're not letting anyone off the hook. You're not saying yes to any kind of behavior. It's just us saying, I no longer choose to harbor the gunk of this bitterness and resentment that can really get in the way of our joy, happiness, and success. Mm -hmm. When it comes to self-forgiveness, I was actually stuck on this one. And I remember (laughs) I went five rhythms class and I was dancing, which is a place that I can channel a lot sometimes and just get out of my head and back into my flow. And she had us look in the mirror afterwards. And that's where this, and this is, you know, looking in the mirror and speaking to ourselves is nothing new. I'm sure we've all heard of those types of rituals, but for me in that moment, it was this very palpable embodied visceral experience of like, it was what I needed. It was like, that is the ritual in this deck. Mm. And she just had us look at ourselves. I had my own inner guidance happening through self-forgiveness of looking at myself in the eyes and saying certain things to myself. And this can go into some inner child work. This can go into more present work, but this is about letting go and releasing and moving forward in our lives with this mirror practice that can be a very touching and tender practice for healing and forgiveness. I wanted this to be focusing on that self-forgiveness. Like I said, I think that forgiving others, even forgiving industries we were a part of where we just like left with a bad taste in our mouth, like wherever there's bitterness in us, but I wanted this to be focused on the self. And this is just sitting in a, on a cushion, or you can even stand upright and look in the mirror and you can light candles, any lighting that's necessary, but you want to be able to see yourself. You can have dim lighting, candle lighting, bright lighting. It's up to you. You can sit outside and be in the sun and be as close as possible to your own reflection and look into your eyes, like really look into your own eyes and see what's there. Like, and take yourself in, like, just go as deep as you can into gazing in your own eyes in the mirror. And then we want to visualize a belief or a situation that you want to forgive and release for yourself. This could be a certain narrative, a certain belief that just feels super gripping, or maybe there's a certain situation in your life that has a charge where you're at the center of that situation and you need to forgive yourself for it. This could be ugly behavior, not your best self, not showing up, being triggered through trauma and showing up in a way that doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm not tending to something or someone in the way you wanted to or meant to. Maybe it was intentional. Maybe it wasn't. No one's bad. We all screw up even intentionally sometimes. And just kind of taking that judgment out of it. Like we're all human, Mm. creating space for our humanness, not needing to be perfect, not needing to fix it, just looking at it for what it is, even if it's really hard to look at. Mm -hmm. Like we would for a good friend, we'd want any dear sister, friend, whoever to be able to show up in our space without the mask and know that they're going to still be held and seen and understood and not judged. And how can Mm. we give that to ourselves? And then we look at ourselves, we visualize or feel into that situation or belief that we're harboring that we know we want to forgive and we want to release. And then we can say to ourselves and the quote is on the card, but you can, I always put things there as a guide and then you elaborate intuitively. And it says, I'm sorry. You say your name. So I'm sorry, Arana, please give, forgive me for, whatever the thing is. And then in that 
space, you'll state any judgments or shame that you carry towards yourself Hmm. and really take your time as you're looking at yourself in the eyes and really feel it. Arana, please forgive me for not trusting myself and staying in that relationship longer than I should have, or expressing my anger in a way that didn't feel good in the situation Mm -hmm. or judging myself every day, which made me not take that opportunity or not being seen in the way I wish I could have, because I let my insecurities run me like whatever it is, everyone has their own, their own. That was a great list. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Those are some of the things I've worked through and, or not taking the risk and staying safe. And then it passed us by the opportunity, you know, and not looking at that as a failure, but instead knowing that like they're the only failure is when we give up. Right. So we keep trying. We're just keep learning what's not working. Mm. Right. And I'm sorry. State your name. Please forgive me for state the judgments or the shames that you carry towards yourself. Take your time, really feel into that. Let it be as long as you need to feel into it, trust the emotions coming up and then add, I love you. And you're saying this to yourself. I love you. I'm here for you. I'm not going anywhere. I see you. I'm proud of you. You did your best and it's okay. I'm ready to let this go and receive life fully. Say your name again, Arana. May I be free from Mm. feeling. And you can elaborate on that. You might say that there's nothing you can say or do that's going to make me abandon you. Mm. I got you. I believe in you. I'm so proud of you. I'm right here with you. I am ready to let this go and receive life fully. Arana, may I be free from Mm. whatever the is. I'm going to do this one today. Yeah. And you could just add on to that. Let trust your own vows, trust your own prayers. Like this is here as a starting point and then just let yourself riff. It might be a totally different one next month, right? Mm. This is powerful. And then you can do this in the mirror and then whatever comes to light there, you might even want to sit afterwards with it. And maybe you weave that into your daily meditations, even when your eyes are closed and you don't have the mirror. Maybe you start to weave in some of that languaging for the next 11 days after that mirror practice of how you speak to yourself and then peppering that through the day as your own inner quiet, private ritual that might be happening. Even if you're with people, you can just keep do these little check-ins. Mm. After you do that, you'll hold your hands to your heart and say, thank you. I always love to say thank you three times. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And then just remembering that forgiving yourself is an act of self-love and it's a conscious decision to no longer harbor the anger, the resentment, or the shame. Feel your depths as you welcome health and happiness. And this is especially potent. I think if, and this is a very present topic for me as well. I feel like this is especially potent, especially if we have a hard time forgiving others or letting go of something. I feel like that could be a good sign that we need to see where we're also dealing with that with ourselves. It's so funny you say that. Of course you would. In my second therapy session this week, I got into it as you know, because we talked before we started recording, but just sharing with the community here. So I very much am for 95 plus percent of the time, just super sovereign. Like Arana said at the beginning of the interview, like I'm just, I'm very clear on like, what I need to be doing and, and all of the things. And sometimes that clarity shows me like, Hey, you know, working with a talk therapist, even though I have number one, I have zero issues with that. I've done it countless times throughout the years, but number two, two, like I'd say for the most part, when I am called to work with information outside of myself, 
lately it has not been in the talk therapy realm, but this lately that was the intuitive guidance was, I think there's something for me in sitting with the talk therapist. And so then I was intuitively guided to these two different therapists. I had one session with the one guy Friday. That was where that new energetic space opened up. And then the one just yesterday or the day before we landed on the hour session at exactly the place that you just brought up. So I was telling him about the near-death experience and it's actually been very cathartic for me to talk about it a little bit more. And at the end I said, oh, there's one more question I have for you. I'm still noticing there's a bit of a rage and anger charge to- toward the man who l- led me into the, to the chamber and didn't properly get give me instructions or information. And the therapist said, well, you know, let me ask you, is the anger you're feeling really toward him or is it more toward yourself and you actually need to more forgive yourself? And I knew in that moment, because I had let that piece of information show up for me not long after I had the near-death experience, when I was in early stages of processing, I saw that there was a piece of like, huh, did I actually go through my normal discernment measures that I typically do 99.9% of the other time? I felt like with me saying yes to that particular chamber experience, I felt like I did skip over my normal discerning. And so that did show up. And so when the therapist brought that in, I was like, ah, yeah. So starting a couple of days ago after that session, I did start to, yeah, just, I lay down on my floor here in my office on this purple magic purple rug. And I, yeah, I was just sending first, we kind of went into some of the Shipibo traditions of like, so I think the order is like self-gratitude, self-compassion, self-forgiveness, self-love. I can't remember if that's the exact right order, but I started with gratitude, gratitude that I made it out alive. I just tuned into some areas that I was grateful for. And then I worked my way to just forgiving myself. Like all in all, I've got a pretty impeccable track record for knowing very clearly what healing spaces, what ceremonial spaces I, it's a real yes for me. And out of a thousand there was this one that maybe I didn't discern to my utmost ability and it's bringing with it some incredibly deep healing teachings that when it's all said and done, I'm sure I'll reflect back and be like, I wouldn't change it because it's brought me to some deep, profound healing. So yeah, that's my personal share for you weaving in that important part that oftentimes if we're struggling and forgiving someone else, it's like, hmm, where might that be inside of me too? Yeah. And with that being mindful not to self-blame either, but the self-forgiveness journey can be, and I think many of us probably have some nuanced way of self-blame, hopefully like I'm saying hopefully because of the humility, but hopefully not that we're not in this perpetual self-harm of self-blame and always being a martyr and not saying doing that by any means, because I know your story, but just to those listening. But if we do notice that something we struggle with is like a lot of people pleasing or blaming ourselves for everything, like we might need to forgive ourselves for that. Mm-hmm. And from a place that isn't blamey or saying like, I've screwed it up. I fucked it up. But instead just being like, okay, how do I soften and love myself and learn and be teachable and curious through the ebbs and flows on contractions and expansions, the meltdowns and the breakthroughs and the breakups and like whatever it is and catching ourselves. Cause I believe 
that even recognizing these nuances is an act of self-love for sure and self-care and something it's like if someone struggles with trusting themselves which is something that's been a huge part of my journey and still is like i'm learning okay like intuition and self-trust and where we might struggle with self-doubt or questioning ourselves isn't necessarily like okay read this book and you'll figure it out or a one two three step process it's more i believe that through the journey of learning how to genuinely love ourselves, genuine self-love, self-esteem, and self-worth, which requires a lot of healing, is the path to intuition, is the path to deep self-trust and knowing and trusting the inner wisdom that we carry in our body that's always there, no matter what, it's not going to abandon you, it's never went away, it's always been there, but maybe it got covered up by some beliefs. And with that, this is something I've been also exploring, how do we also, because I don't know if it's like a generational thing or a personality thing, but my healing journey has been so serious, very serious over the years. And kind of like, how do I also get to feel, how does maybe playing more and I'm still exploring this and being joyful and allowing myself to be happy and changing the beliefs that can also be just as healing as like the deep shadowy stuff and starting to feel at home there and not kind of like anxious there or uncomfortable there or awkward there has been like, it's like to feel at ease there as well. And not always have like genuine self-love and healing, healing, healing. It's, it could be also like, maybe there's a lightness that's part of the healing as much as the density that can be part of healing. Yes. Ashe, that is so true. And yeah, knowing you for many years and knowing your total willingness to traverse the caves and the shadows and the darkness. Yeah. I can only imagine the bliss ecstatic filled light that awaits you at any moment, because I do feel it's that spectrum. It's like the more we are willing to get in there and face ourselves and do that most courageous, brave work. I feel that that being willing to go there is what opens us up to the different expansions into ecstaticness. And one of my favorite things, I've been experiencing in the last few years, especially since I got together with Luke is this like spontaneous hysterical laughter medicine that will just, I mean, it's not just me laughing. It's this complete spontaneous opening where I cannot stop hysterically cry laughing. And it's a different texture than just a laugh. It's like real medicine that's happening within me, that's emitting out of me through the laugh. And it actually, I had a bit of it last night on the couch. I just had a moment. He, Luke was sitting to my right. The dog was also to my right. The cat was to my left. And so all four of us in our cute, stinky little family, we're all sitting there on the couch. I just started laughing and I'm just like, this is all so funny to me. Like looking at all these sweet, cute little critters that are, I'm sitting with and snuggling with on the couch. And I couldn't quit laughing. And Luke was trying, he gets very determined and he's very good at tech things. And he was determined to pull up this like flat earth documentary to make me watch it. <laughs> Not to make me, but he was very excited to share in this flat earth documentary with me. And I, and those concepts fascinate me. I am not yet subscribed to either way, but I like to watch and learn and just see what I think. Um, so it was just funny. He was getting all frustrated trying to pull up on our fancy TV, like how to get this documentary up and trying to defeat the tech gods. And then I'm like hysterically laughing at 
there, I don't know. I, I just, it's been one of my favorite things to have open up because it is a newer medicine for me. I mean, I've always had a very goofy, silly aspect to myself, but since I had my awakening, there's just been a lot of really deep traversings and a lot of really deep, deep healings around traumas and past abuses and stuff. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that shit is tough. So it is. And you can still, yeah, I, I love to laugh and I can be funny and, you know, some people get my sense of humor more than others. So that's always there, even with that deeper journey, but I agree it's newer medicine in the last couple of years. And even yesterday I was, we shared a little bit when we talked to sisters earlier in the week and just, it's been such a huge time of such intense transition and uncertainty. And so I, I had lunch with some friends yesterday and it was wonderful. And I was like in a great space. And then I walked home afterwards and I just saw myself starting to like drop mm-hmm. my head and want to go into this like lowish place again and be like, well, gosh, if everyone, you know, kind of a little bit of woe is me, if I'm honest, a little damsel in distress. And then I was like, no, I, I stopped it. And part of, I actually am doing EMDR therapy right now. And we've been looking at my sub selves and she had me put one of my sub selves that it's causing really havoc in my life in some ways, not everywhere, but a certain texture in my life that I, I want to look at more honestly as a sub self. And I'm sure she meant well once upon a time, but my EMDR therapist had me almost like separate her and put her in a bubble and like, and kind of imagine her. And I'm very visual when I'm going into my EMDR stuff and she just lets me go with it in my imaginal realm. And so this sub self who has a lot of anger, has a lot of rage, has a lot of self-loathing and like, just like really just like, she's strong and she wants to like insert herself everywhere. And again, there's a time and place for her, but I'm, I'm putting her on timeout for a while. And so she had me imagine putting her in this bubble and then like vision what she's doing. And at first, actually, this was before the bubble. She went to this room and she just like had paint and she was just splattering it everywhere and just making art, like just making a mess and on these big canvases and on the walls and like just everywhere. And then that visual went into, I went to art school and have a BFA in photography and mixed media arts. And I had this incredible studio that I used to create in, And I've actually been really missing this art side of me. Then I remembered my studio and she was in there just like making a mess. And then she's like, okay, now like she has too much freedom in your life, like put her in the bubble. So I let her still do her art. And like, sometimes the art would disappear and new things would come in. Like you kind of let it be dreamy like that. And she's like, she has to stay in the bubble. Like that's where she's living for now. She has way too much like authority. Mm. in life, And so she's in this bubble. And so when I was walking home after lunch and I started to see that energy come through, I looked up and it was like a gorgeous day and I'm in Santa Fe and just beautiful, everything flowers are blooming. It's spring. And I was just like, no, like I stopped it. And I, I imagined her in that bubble. It was on my right side. It felt like it was on my right side. And I kind of cut the cord, not this permanent, like abandoning this part of myself, but also I had to be okay doing that. Cause there was these like little things like what, I'm just going to like like, no suffering. If someone's hurting, it's okay. Like, like always that permission is like, okay, you know what? It's okay to have boundaries with those mm-hmm, parts. Mm-hmm. It's okay to start to change the story. It's okay that I get to be the leader here. I, Arana, adult Arana now in present time with my desires and where I'm headed and who I'm becoming, I get to lead and starting to feel more at home in that and more okay with that. Like yes. giving myself, I've, I've protected 
my hurt and my trauma for so long because no one else really acknowledged it. So I was like going to acknowledge it and I'm going to put the trophy on the shelf, you know, or whatever it is. Like I call it like the trauma trophy or whatever. And yeah, the trauma Olympics. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like I hurt. Yeah. So she's in a bubble. She can create all the art and go as wild as she wants. But after that session for a couple of days, I, there's a lot of anger that came up. Mm. I almost had to like, she was like, no, almost like having a little tantrum in some ways, like subtly and internally and sometimes not so subtly, but that was a really good moment for me yesterday. Cause I was like, Oh, that's the practice. And it was mm-hmm. like a second, right. Just like, I was like, no. And having that recognition through my EMDR was helpful. I am so visual and experiential and such a feeler that it gave me access to how to separate that and not think that sub self as she calls it is me. And it's like, no, it's not my core self. It's not my core essence. It's been a part of my life, but it doesn't have to have so much authority and it's not my core self. Mm. And so how do I to kind of shed or prune these sub cells and give them different places to live in my psyche or in my like whatever world that is so that in those moments, I know what to do versus letting it drown me. And so I was like, no, that's her. I saw the bubble and I just kind of cut the cord gently and like, let the bubble be on its mm-hmm. own. And like, I'm not abandoning her. I can right. come back once I'm more integrated in this new medicine. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And give yes. her maybe a role or whatever it is. So. <laughs> oh, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. I, yeah, it's very similar traversings where I'm at too. This morning when I woke up, I gently cut a cord and yeah, right now I'm very much sensing yeah. When aspects or relational dynamics or different things come up. Yeah. I typically call in ascended master Jesus and normally I either do it or have him use his like sort of light. And again, it's with gentleness and honor. It's not like an angry, like slash through of the cord, but yeah, I've been cutting some pretty hefty yeah. cords lately myself. So thank you for sharing that. Well, this has been, I mean, look at us. It's two, two, two on my end. So oh, cool. feeling I, like, uh, I mean, I we, share one light ritual just to top that off. Yeah. I was one... going to say, well, how about let's share with the community here that they can keep working with you in this capacity through your sacred self circle membership community, maybe let them know where to find that. And then we can close out with that one with that. Perfect. Ritual. Yeah. So you can get, I am the ritual, the deck on the Everything's on the And then I just launched recently a new membership called sacred self circle. I'm very excited about it. It feels like a new extension, a new expression and something that brings in my years and years of teaching and it's for women and it's a private membership. We use mighty networks. You don't have to sift through the social media chaos. You just go right into the app. Boy, isn't that a relief. I know. And yeah, it's, it's beautiful container. And basically we explore each layer each week. So we go from the physical layer into the emotional layer, mental and spiritual rinse and repeat each month. And I channel an audio meditation that brings in a lot of what we've been talking about today and brings in this visualization. And it's very channel. It's very in the moment. I sit at my altar and I record these, I choose the music for the background and those get dropped every Sunday. So you can use that meditation each week as we explore mm. each year. Plus there's some moon mappings. We go through the cycles of the moon and give you activations to work with things to contemplate. And then we offer journal prompts 
contemplation prompts and activations based on that layer for that week. And then lots of resources, a music playlist, a beautiful community of women sharing books and podcasts. Actually, we just shared this podcast on there. When we're in the mental layer, we might share uplifting podcasts to explore. Whereas in the physical layer, we might explore body, temple connections or movement. Mm. So yeah, that's the sacred self membership. We offer three payment options, community, a supporter or a sustainer, basing on your budget. The higher you go, the more you support women who have lower budgets. But either way, you're all getting the same stuff. And we have a seven-day free trial if you just want to see if it's for you because we want to make sure these things are aligned for everyone. And then I'm in there doing mentoring and guidance. But we also want the people coming in to not just passively take. I think that's a big thing right now in the world with social media. It's like, we're really here to build a community. So we're, we've created the container and the structure for you. We're giving a lot, you'll receive a lot. And we want you to have a voice in there and contribute to shaping and building this community. And we'll see what it grows into over the next bit of time. Oh, that's exciting and beautiful and needed and so supported because so many people really want to immerse more in all that we've been talking about. And they're just like, what's the first step? What's my starting point? Or the way I've been doing it worked then now I'm ready for something new. And so that just feels like such a perfect portal for all of those explorations. One more important thing they get in there is my monthly live moon circles. So you get that just included and that we'll meet once a month for like a once a month workshop through zoom and you'll get the replay. So perfect. So yeah, we will link to what's the website. Um, still the moondeck.com under the community tab. And it's just the SSC or sacred self circle membership. Got it. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So yeah, we'll link to that in the show notes and you can also just go directly to it because she just told you where to find it. And yeah, I'll let you take it away for our closing ceremony circle practice that we will now call I Am The Ritual. Yes. So one ritual I want to share that is just so simple and almost childlike and something that's helped me when I've just been in a more challenged place is just simply going out. It's called hello day, hello night. And you just go out in the morning and you simply just look up at the sky and just say, hello day. And that's it. That's the ritual. You just go out and just say hello to the sun. Hello to the sky. Hello day. And especially if you're in a rut, it's just so simple. And then at night you can do the same thing and just say hello night and gently move into a restful evening. And this is about like, you know, hello day, guide me to step into my best self today and be present to the joy and beauty in my life. May I think, speak and act in a way that uplifts and inspires those who cross my path. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And then just welcome in the day. So let's just close our eyes for a moment. And if you can't close your eyes, just take in the medicine of the words and just feel your own breath rhythm. Feel how your body wants to breathe, wants to be well, wants to experience the whole spectrum of life. Feeling your feet and your legs all the way up through your torso, arms, fingers, heart, into your neck and throat, all the way through your skull, and allowing the belly of your brain and the backs of your eyes to soften. 
just using the power of your inner vision, trusting the guidance of your imaginal realm, its power. Envision yourself first thing in the morning, going outside into any environment. It can be where you live or it can be any environment that lights you up. And just looking up at the sky, looking up at the sun, and just see what wants to be revealed. And then simply saying hello to the day, hello to the morning, welcoming in whatever type of day you want to have. Feeling a lightness in your being, even as your feet feel anchored into the earth. And then just let the sky shift slowly into the evening and then seeing what the sky reveals to you here. It might be just starting the evening. Maybe it's dark up to you. Trust your inner vision. And what does the night want to share? simply saying hello night welcoming in the medicine of rest at this point and then letting the light and the dark the shadow and the light the morning and the night kind of almost like it's a braid a beautiful braid of energy just being integrated into your being here now making space for your full spectrum for the shadow, the light, and every shade in between with honor, with love, with acceptance, recognition, acknowledgement, validation for your whole experience. And then bringing one hand to your low belly, one hand to your heart, coming back into whatever space you're in, feeling your own body and the space that you occupy, this very point on earth that you sit or stand. I'm saying thank you, thank you, thank you three times to your being, to the elements, to your life's journey and all that it has shared with you, the whole spectrum, the whole palette. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was so lovely. What a beautiful time together. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Good medicine. I love that we checked card. I cannot believe it. (laughs) That was hilarious. And the funniest part is when I had pulled the two and I set them over here and then I, I wanted to hear 
your cards and your reading for me first. I had a split second. Of course, I overrode it and I, I trusted, but I had a split second where I was like, is the shark card right for her? And I, you know what I mean? Imagine if I like, I mean, if I trust in, in all of this, but imagine if I had like popped it, like slowly, like slid it back in and like pulled another one, like it would have changed yeah. the whole whatever, you know, I just, it was just funny. I remember having that thought flash in. And I never dream about sharks. Like sharks aren't a thing for me. They're, they weren't really in my perspective about at all. Like I dreamed about such a vivid memory of a dream, which is rare for me. And then I looked on Google, like I said, I was like, nah, I'm not happy with any of these. I was like, Oh, I'm Allison's book. And I opened the book and I was like, that is it precisely. Mm, So beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you shark for being persistent about showing up and staying. Yeah. Your little, I'll do one last little show your shark friend and your beetle friend. Ah, and then here's your Eagle and your integrate. Ah, gosh. Woo. So perfect. Ah, Shay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you to the uh, Ceremony Circle community for sitting with us. It's always such a special time. Yeah. And check out themoondeck.com and look into the membership and the decks and the intention candle if you dare. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And if you just look up Arana Leah, that will be bringing you there as well if there's any. But the Moon Deck should be a very simple, direct link. But thank you, Allison, for creating the space to share today Mm, you're welcome thanks for showing up to share and in the instagram post where i put out that this episode is out i'll tag both arana's personal instagram and the moon deck so you can connect with her personally if you feel called and all right so we will sit together again next time bye-bye Woo-wee! What a powerful voyage that was. It is always so fun and such an honor to share space with these beautiful beings willing to generously share their time, wisdom, and energy so we can have the opportunity to enrich our own lives. And we will always share each epic guest's links and contact info in the show notes that are on my website, alisoncharles.com, and also in my weekly Ceremony Circle podcast Instagram posts at I am Allison Charles. So it makes it easy for you to connect more deeply with them. And fam, you know by now all the heart I put into creating this show. And I would love to be able to continue providing this free content for a long, long time to come. And what would be most supportive in me being able to do that is if you have ever felt you've gained anything positive at all from listening to a Ceremony Circle podcast episode, if it's brightened your day, if it's given you clarity or insights you've been waiting for, if you felt a healing shift during one of the closing ceremony practices, anything at all, If you can just stay on whatever platform you're now listening to this show and simply go to the rating and review section and share even one reason why you're grateful for Ceremony Circle Podcast. Sacred reciprocity is a big deal and I deeply appreciate you giving back to me so I can keep creating and providing. Sending you so much love. This podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only, and my intention is not to provide medical advice or diagnosis. You should always consult a health professional before making drastic changes to your diet or lifestyle.